0: Hi, this is Cameron.
1: And I'm Jorge Luis.
0: Today, we have our second quarter update for 2022.
1: We're so excited to share all these stories with you, starting now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and
0: mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast.
1: She is Cameron Graham Vivanco.
0: And that is Jorge Luis Rodriguez.
1: (laughs) Cameron is the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador.
0: And Jorjito is one of our coordinators of teams and training.
1: We just want to remind you that Equals HX is to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations.
0: And the hope of this podcast, why we produce it, is to keep you, our listeners, our supporters, friends around the globe informed as to what is happening here in the ministry in Ecuador.
1: We would never be able to do this without your love, support, and friendship. So thank you so much for everything you do.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And guess what?
1: Guess what?
0: We don't have any special guests today. We don't.
1: (laughs) I guess you're my guest and I'm yours. (laughs) It's special.
0: It's special just to have the two of us. Yes, it is. Like old times. In
1: a, in a, it has been a long time since we've been together, just the two of us. It's true. Right?
0: It's true. And we are here today to do two things. One mm-hmm. is our quarterly update to let everyone know what has been happening in April, May, and June of yeah. 2022. And then also to sign off for season two. Wow. 30. I'm not sure how many episodes I don't know. It's written on the it internet. it's like a
1: lifetime, but thank you so much for keeping... <laughs> Keeping on listening to us and the podcast.
0: Absolutely. And
1: yes, yes we, we still, the, the incredible thing for me is that we still have things to share.
0: Absolutely. There's know? so much to share every <laughs> day. There's a new adventure.
1: And it's so cool. So we are very excited to now just like do a little update.
0: A little update. First of all, obviously the COVID situation here in Ecuador has mm-hmm. changed. Thank uh, God it has. Thank the dear Lord. Uh <laughs> the nationwide mask mandate for outside was lifted in may yes so that is huge you're no longer expected to wear a mask driving in a car by yourself yes and that was just a few weeks ago that that was in public
1: spaces you can go to the park and you don't have to wear your mask which Uh, is really good
0: but you are still expected to wear a mask and just culturally i feel like most people still do at church, Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. churches, in restaurants, in in, uh, malls, of course, in doctor's offices, um, and even walking down the street, there are a fair number of people, I would say... Over 50% of the people still wa- wear masks outside. Yep.
1: Because you still want to be careful. Mm-hmm. But thank God we are not like mandated to.
0: We're not mandated to do, mandated to do yes. that. So that feels very good. And of course, as far as short term teams are concerned, that the US government is no longer mandating negative COVID yes. tests to be allowed back into the country yeah. makes a big difference on this side. Oh, yes. Um, because we don't have to schedule all those COVID tests and you don't, get And we plane. don't have
1: to make our team members go through the pain of like having like a. Oh. It,
0: that's no pain. Jorjito, what are you talking about? It it's is an, awful. It's just a gentle little. It's terrible. terrible.
1: <laughs> Your brain get tickled.
0: Um, of course, the the main push for yes. April and May was uh, our summer planning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is very funny. This is well, hilarious right now. This is, right this right is now. the thing for Equals h, We have a special, uh, one of our special, uh, most special programs that is Hope on the Ground, and that is the opportunity that we give to people from the states, teams, churches, partners to come down and live the experience down here. Of course, this is a time where many teams can come and we try to plan lots of things for them. Mm. And we try to spend lots of time creating um, those relationships uh, and creating programs and activities and having everyone on the same page now we are also even planning things over Zoom mm-hmm. so it demands lots of time of like okay church in Ecuador what do you want to do great church in the States what do you want to do can you do this You what, know,
0: what gifts and talents do you have and all the coordination all this, con-
1: all, all this coordination and all these questions and ideas and dreams and plans yep. until something happens and then suddenly your plans go to poo
0: Yes, well, there is that. But um, we initially had nine teams for the summer. As it turns out, (laughs) we will only have four. Um, We hired staff for six because that was um, who was coming at the time when we we needed to promise our interns um, employment for the summer. Uh, and God really provided and showed up in wonderful ways. We mm-hmm. have nine interns. We do. We have uh, four North Americans and five Ecuadorians. And we had a whole show about the interns just yes. a couple weeks ago. Yes. Um, and they are wonderful. It is a, a fantastic yeah. group of people.
1: And just as much we we try to plan things for the teams, uh, the main reason is because we want to make sure that we are not imposing ideas. We are just hearing the needs mm-hmm. of both sides of the team teams, right? Like mm-hmm. the Ecuadorian team, what are their needs and their abilities to make that come true? Mm-hmm. And also what are the dreams, expectations, and how what are the skills that the team coming down from the States have Mm -hmm. in order to make them be together in the same page and grow together. Mm -hmm. And the same way we want to be very intentional too. in the way that we hire our interns, we always try to give every team the opportunity of having one Ecuadorian and one North American and also having one guy and one girl. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, in order to bring them down and to, just send them to lead the teams. We oh. also want to invest and in, pour into them. Mm-hmm. So we we spend like what six months before summer. Oh. Uh, Starting in, in January,
0: yeah, y'all yes, started doing uh, in
1: monthly discipleship
0: meetings. meetings monthly
1: meetings, uh, discipleship, telling them about our ministry. Like it's a huge experience, and we want to to make sure that we are creating that relationship with them before they're just here and sent to work with teams. We mm-hmm. want to to mm-hmm. partner to get to know know them, their stories, and that they also get to know us and that truly get to understand what life like will be. Yes, how life will be when they're down here. And it's really cool that we were able to meet them and start those relationships. So now when they came here, it was like, I already know you. Mm -hmm. We're so happy that you're here. You and
0: Carolina invested many, many hours on Zoom getting to know them. Yes,
1: yes. And it has been really, really, really cool. So for future people that are interested in being interns, that's the process that you will live. It's super cool because we're also able to get to know each other and plan things together so we we hear about like how many teams are coming We know what is like your possible roles with those teams and those things. So it's really, really cool to start hearing that before actually coming here. Mm -hmm. So you know what you're getting yourself into.
0: We start our internship recruiting process in September Mm -hmm. and it runs all fall, fall, September, October, November, December. And we do interviews in January. And our goal is to have everyone hired by February 1st. Yes. Um, And so for those of you who are thinking, wow, I know someone who would make a great intern or someone who would... Uh, really benefit from this experience. Feel free to reach out to Cameron at org or to Caroline at EducationGoalsHope.org and send us a contact and we'd love to reach out and see what that could, could be for this next year.
1: Absolutely. We're really happy. Um, this, this experience is not just about what you can do, but also how you can grow. Mm-hmm. So it's an amazing opportunity for any young link that wants to come. Any young <laughs> <laughs> Hey,
0: Star Wars fan. What's up? <laughs> Um, so there was lots of planning uh, for summer teams and then um, some cancellations of that. We also g- were able to uh, go deeper. And we've had a ministry site in Rijos for a while. We've had some teams that have gone there. Yes. Huge shout out to St. Mary's in Richmond, Virginia, especially for their relationship mm-hmm, absolutely. there. Um, and Pastor Blanquita and a member of their leadership board have come to Quito a number of times as we start to take next steps for them. And really exciting to see that.
1: Yes, it's really cool because we are able to hear their needs again and hearing how they want to support their community through the help that we can provide and through the support that we can provide. So it has taken us, for some ministry sites, um, it's very fast. You know, the process is very easy, very fast, easy to communicate and easy to apply. Uh, for Romerillos it has taken a while because it's a growing culture. It's a growing community that is just getting to um, to to have like the, the, the most describable uh, plans. So we are just starting to do what we can with them to start putting up the program. And it has been great. And we are... Excited to continue doing plans with them, and hopefully we can go there too, to visit, too. Not this time, thankfully. Well, yes. But th- unfortunately. We unfortunately,
0: have not, not thankfully. Not thankfully. Unfortunately. unfortunately, unfortunately. For the, um, that slight detail of this ongoing pado. As we record <laughs> this, we're on day 15. But of the hof- strike. Yes. Of the strike. But hopefully it will end soon. We've also had the chance to begin to make uh, contacts in Guayaquil, which yes. is the other the port city in Ecuador. And uh, working with an Episcopal priest down there, which is a brand new diocese, is actually not uh, a new country. Uh, but it's a new, <laughs> sometimes I feel almost. like it's a different country. Uh, and so that's just exciting to see. They their coastal school year starts in um, April, April, right? Yes. April, and so they're just starting their school year, and it ends in February. And they m- March and half of April is their kind of summer break. And so we're excited to be able to help provide a safe place for some of the very very rough neighborhoods that are in Guayaquil.
1: Yes well um, also something really cool is that one of uh, of the guys former is um, Casa G boy Alexis David who's been there since he was very little and now he actually graduated from the process of Casa Gabriel and he um, reached to us he actually has finished college one of his careers he studied like to be a teacher of physical education. And then he came to us because he had the desire and dream of going back to school, but this time to study um, law. law. He Mm -hmm. wants to be a lawyer. And he started investigating things on his own, doing research. And he came up with a program of scholarships in the most important um, university of Quito, uh, this is like a very fancy, you know. La
0: Universidad San Francisco.
1: Yes, and it's it's it's, it's amazing. The thing is that he got, uh, was he were he was able to get co- in communication with them to the point where he applied for uh, the scholarship,
0: a, full ride a scholarship. A full-ride scholarship and ride was granted scholarship. that full-ride scholarship. Yes,
1: so it it is a huge, huge thing because also we are forming relationships with the university. I was able to be with him in the meetings and people from the university were like, what you guys are doing is is amazing please keep us updated what you're doing. And if you need more help and more support, please bring your Send students. Send us some more students. So I was like, oh. oh okay. <laughs> it is amazing. So we're very thankful and praying for Alexis. And hopefully we can have him sometime in our podcast. Uh, but we're just thankful that he is able to continue with his studies and let us help him and support him all the way.
0: Um, and along those lines, we've helped Alexis David for uh, for his education while he was at Casa G. And now that he has kind of graduated from that, well, he has graduated yep. from that. And helping him make the decisions, why he called us in the first place was he needed someone to walk with him yep. to make sure he was understanding the university system of this caliber of university. And how do I know what the right decision is and how do I invest my life? And we've gotten to do that with another young lady. Um, Her name is Sandra. Some of our listeners might know her from Mm. years ago at Carmen Bajo. I've had the privilege of knowing her since she was about, eight wow. seven maybe um, she's in Marvin's generation uh, oh. from Carmen Baco so that's the generation of students that I I, gr- I feel like I grew up with them Absolutely. <laughs> and, you did. yes and now she's a single mom of two she's learned um, the hard way some of the lessons that people tried to prevent uh, for her having to learn but she's learned those and has as God has allowed our paths to continue to cross we've been able to sit with her and try to help her make some decisions about her her future. She's working as domestic help um, yeah. A housekeeper Yeah. right now, raising someone else's child while um, her children at home. Um, the good news is that she has good bosses and uh, has an income and they see the potential in her and they've offered to help uh, go to the next step for her education. So we get to walk with her as well. Absolutely. Um, so the next thing we want to look at is Uh, ABC's readings I've been able to do book readings at the Alliance Academy International here in Quito, Ecuador I read the Mm -hmm. ABC book (laughs) to every classroom from pre K <laughs> three up through uh-huh. sixth grade. Gosh! And shockingly, an ABC's book is not necessarily uh, stimulating for a sixth grader because oh, okay. they yeah, do know absolutely. their alphabet. <laughs> but we still had a great time talking about all the aspects of what it is to write a book and how do you think up a of a how do you think of an idea? How do you bring it, it to fruition? How do you think up words to go with letters? What what letters would if they were going to do a a book for fifth grade or for sixth grade? At their school, what would H stand for? Or what would yeah. P stand for? It was really fun, and some hilarious, hilarious <laughs> answers. O was for odd, H was for happy, okay. Uh, Q was for quarrelsome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were super honest. It was a lot of fun. It was oh. also exhausting to try to do that with a mask on. Absolutely, in, in the school absolutely. Setting, and you're just. Pouring out, but such sweet, wonderful kids, and Alliance Academy has been um, a great blessing for us in that. So, thank you to them for providing the opportunity to do those book readings. Um, that the one more thing before we get kind of in May and more things really start ro- uh, rolling is something called Che Community Health Evangelism. <laughs> Community, Community health, health evangelism. evangelism. Now, Episcopalians, don't freak out. It is the E word. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the idea of there's a woman in Youth World, a uh, registered nurse who was working at Casa Dahlia for a while, mm-hmm. and she uh, has this heart to do um, a health initiative for all of Youth World and being able to pull on KetoQuest and Equals H and Living and Learning and various aspects of the Youth World world. Um, And to pour into communities, and basically it's public health awareness. Mm -hmm. It's a model that came out of Conch Haiti, which is really full circle for Mm -hmm. um, some of our listeners from the Diocese of Upper South Carolina, because Paul Farmer and that uh, crew uh, created this model of helping individual churches know how to help their parish, their constituents, recognize health issues, make smart health issues to do the preventative work. And so it's the, like we do preventative work in the educational field. This is preventative work in the health field, and we get to come along and support them and have introduced them to a couple of our Equals H sites. And so mm-hmm. just really excited about That's that. That's really cool. So um, as we talked about uh, a couple podcasts ago, there was this tiny little detail of a 20-year yes. celebration of my time here in Ecuador, which was fantastic. But that uh, well, I think we've already talked about that in a recent podcast. <laughs> but that moved quickly into that was Friday, Saturday, yes, and Sunday was Roberto's and birthday. Sundays, yeah. and then starting Monday was the the big installation of our new, new shop. Yes. The Diocese of Central Ecuador, <laughs> the very Reverend Juan Carlos Quinones, who of course has been um, a part of my story, Roberto's story for twenty years. I think might be, maybe longer than twenty years for Roberto, but he is um, he's in his bishophood. So that was yeah. a huge thing. And you we got are... to you got to seeing it though the, the oh,
1: yeah. consecration. Yes, it it was really important. I think for the entire Diocese of Ecuador Central is like um, the huge hope. Of, of having a priest, that a, a bishop that is super young and that can bring, like, lots of new things to the diocese. And it's such a blessing that he's part of Equals Age in a way and he's part of our ministry and mm-hmm. our lives. so we Because just, his
0: church is an Equals yes. Age site and has been. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was our, I think, our third or fourth site. I mean, he mm-hmm. was right at the beginning and has helped us create all the different branches and... Yeah.
1: So this opens the doors in huge ways of how we can keep on growing and helping and supporting people around, around the churches that we work with, uh, and that brings us to the summer teams that we have. As Cameron said, we were supposed to have. We were thinking about having nine teams. At one point, we had nine coming <laughs> that were confirmed and had paid their deposits. And then they that number changed, and now we're having that's okay, and that's okay, and now we're just having four teams Mm -hmm. during summer, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well then that that is what um, our huge blessing is that we the country is open in COVID sense, you know, like we, we we are it's easy to come in and come out. Out from the strike, of course, but we are just super happy that we are able to reactivate our um, visits to ministry sites through the teams. And we've had amazing time with all of the teams that have come down so far. And we have been able to receive um, a team from the Church of the Advent. In Spartanburg. In woo-woo. Spartanburg, yes. And it was so important because they decided to do this, um, this experience coming down here for their pilgrimage, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a very, very cool team because the, the emphasis of that was like a spiritual mm-hmm. growth. So everything that they were doing, and this is something that we already do, that everything we do, we see the spiritual side of it and we see God's, God's fingerprints all over the place. But this time we were able to really focus into the spiritual growth and the spiritual development of these young kids that came down. They were teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. They were high schoolers. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really, really cool to see them. Uh, thanks for coming, guys. And and if you he- hear this, know that we're very thankful for your presence down here.
0: Absolutely. Here in Block 2, we have heard recently from people from the Episcopal Diocese of Upper South Carolina and from Christ Church, Elizabeth City. Um, the last number of podcasts have been the participants from those teams and mm-hmm. what they were learning and what this time has meant for them. It is kind of an all-consuming time, summer teams are, for our full-time hosts, <laughs> um, even though school is still uh, going here. And thank goodness for was still doing her part of Absolutely. distributing the micro scholarships and receiving the fact orders. And we unfortunately needed to postpone the Diocese of Washington. Uh, their team is now coming in October mm-hmm. because they were scheduled to land in kind of the height. Uh, well, we hope it was the height. We're the not headache. quite, we're yes. not quite out of the civil hopefully unrest it yet. Is. But hopefully, that was it. But we've been able to add, um, and then we have one more team coming. St. John's is coming later yes. in July.
1: St. John's from Tallahassee, Tallahassee
0: Florida. Yes. so so excited for for them. John and Caroline's home and sending church. Um, for our team program, we've been added we've added two things this this year. The first is um, a number of of teachings. We've for years, we've talked about partnership and how to make um, short-term mission worth it and what success is. But we've added a specific teaching on poverty which mm-hmm. we addressed in, in the first season of this podcast, all the different aspects of poverty. And then also one that has just kind of uh, been stirring around in my brain of privilege um, and not the huge conversation of privilege that's going on in so many places, but just the micro privilege mm-hmm. that all of us live every day of, of running water or... Um, having a pantry or having a freezer that has food in it that you wow. can pull out and just looking at, at that and how that micro privilege impacts our uh, perception of of who we are and, and how we live out our lives and how it's connected to poverty. So that's been a really fun thing to kind of add this time.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that we added, and we were able to introduce them Um, here in the podcast is to the Freedoms, as we call them. (laughs) Freedom Rodriguez and Nancy Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Yes, they they are now part of our team, our staff down here. Um, These are two incredible... Servants of God, and they're, um, they're artists. Mm-hmm. And the incredible thing is that they, they want to do ministry, discipleship, and commun- community community uh-huh. uh, with their art skills. So we are able to add that to the team experience. Um, we are one of the most important things for our teams is to debrief. The ability to just share whatever you are going through the experience and also to share that as a community because it is uh, a bonding time. Mm -hmm. And the Freedoms have put up like a huge idea of doing some of those debriefs through art, Mm -hmm. art projects where you can actually process your time here, process while praying, process while painting, you know, like it's it's just an amazing thing that we have added to the teams, the uh, experience that now they can also get like a little artwork Mm -hmm. and take it with them as a remembrance of uh, their experience down here mm-hmm. and uh, and everything that they lived through the experience.
0: All the short-term um, mission conferences that have been to talk about the importance of debrief and how important it is to have something besides just talking. Mm-hmm. And so we're so thankful for their skills and abilities and their heart that they have brought that provides that in a stellar, just extraordinary way for our teams.
1: absolutely. Um,
0: one more quick update, two more things and then we're done. A uh, quick update on uh, an Iranian
1: friend, friend
0: um, uh, who uh, she is, um, she and her family are traveling um, as official asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. They've had an overland journey. Um, from Ecuador up through Central America. It's taken them four months. It's been quite a deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have been granted... A, an appointment at U.S. Immigration as asylum seekers. Yes. So we told her story um, again, I think in season one, I think it yes. was a little over a year ago. Uh, and so we just really asked people's prayers for her and her children. Um, they have a traveling companion who's in the same boat. Um, and as they are uh, being processed to legally enter the United States, um, we ask prayers for them. It's been a really hard journey. And if anyone would like to help support that family as they get on their feet, they come from obviously a Middle Eastern culture, which is um, more of an honor-shame culture. And this has been a terribly difficult journey because it's very uncomfortable, uh, to have your burdens become other people's worries, um, and so any any hope or love that anyone would like to extend to them, please just reach out to me, and I'd love to help make that happen. Okay. The last thing we have is our vision team. This is just a public service Ooh, announcement. Yeah. An announcement for October twenty to the twenty fifth, we have uh, scheduled a vision team to come down and check out all the different ministries. Uh, see the breadth of the program. Our short-term mm-hmm. teams, Hope in the Ground teams that have just been here, we, we want them to go deep in one or two sites. At so a vision team, we want to show you the breadth of the program. So we'll be going to maybe six, eight, ten yep. sites in the few days that they're here. If you're interested in that, please email john at educationalshope.org. John <laughs> at educationalshope.org <laughs> to ask for more information. We'd love to have you join them.
1: Yes, this is really, really important, Um, the the opportunity of having leaders and potential uh, team leaders uh, that can come down and understand how it looks like when you bring a team, Mm -hmm. the activities that you can do, and also to fell in love with the Ministry side, as we have, um, in order to decide to partner with them and commit to a growth together. Mm -hmm. So this is really cool. And we are actually over the second season.
0: Oh my gosh, that's it. It came that fast. Yes, Yes, it is. Thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this journey, for supporting the Ministry of Education with Hope here in Ecuador. And with this quarterly update, we're going to wrap up season two. Yes, We'll be back in the month of September. We're breaking all the podcast rules because (laughs) apparently you're never supposed to go dark, but... There are only two of us, so and <laughs> we can only do so much. Yes,
1: we can do at some point. Yes, yeah. we cannot. So,
0: thank you so much for being a part of this journey. If you would like to provide a micro scholarship for a student in desperate and difficult place, please go to org and find that Donate Now button. We'd love for you to designate it for Ecuador, but all of our ministry sites around the world rely on the generosity, $5, $10, $15, a million dollars, whatever you want to do. Um, any any amount is wonderful. Probably not the million-dollar part. <laughs> but I don't want to limit God. You never know. Like, yeah, you never know. It could just happen.
1: We are so thankful for your presence and your encouragement and support all the way. See you next season. See you next season. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org Or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.